When danger is imminent, will you be prepared? Now many mobile devices can bring you critical information from local sources you trust. With the unique sound and vibration, wireless emergency alerts keep you in the know wherever you are. Learn more at ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Sherry Todd, a former DJ, now podcaster. Every week, I hope to take you on an adventure that informs, inspires, and starts conversations. I want to get honest, and I want to get to the heart of life and love. There's going to be good days, bad days, good shows, bad shows. And just like life, we have to figure it out. And I want to figure it out loud. Welcome to Sherapy. Hi, welcome to Sherapy. I'm Sherry Todd, in case you didn't know already. So... Hope you all had a nice holiday weekend, nice three-day weekend. So like I said on last episode, I was going to talk a little bit about um, self-love, self-compassion. I think a lot of sexual abuse survivors have very low self-esteem. We go around a lot not thinking we're worth anything. We may not even realize it half the time. We have to stop beating ourselves up. We really do. We can't keep walking around thinking think we're a failure. We can't keep walking around thinking think we're worthless. We can't keep walking around thinking we're useless. We're dumb. Whatever we keep bringing up and keep throwing at ourselves, we have to stop doing it because none of it's true. You know, we have to start feeling for ourselves like we feel for other people. We wouldn't walk around, at least I hope, we wouldn't walk around calling people stupid, useless, worthless, you're an idiot, and if you do, you need to stop. But most of the time, we treat our friends and our family better than we treat ourselves. We take so much from other people, but we're so hard on ourselves. And we have to stop that. We have to learn to have self-love, self-compassion for ourselves. And I know it's hard to do. It's hard to do, especially when you've grown up and you've been abused as a child and, and everybody around you, they're assholes. They did nothing to help. In some instances, they probably uh, enabled it. And so who are you going to trust? So you're going to sit around not only not trusting anybody, but you're thinking you're not worth it because nobody else stood up for you. Nobody protected you. So you must not be worth it. And sometimes we surround ourselves with people that are going to treat us like crap because we feel we are crap. We have to stop doing that. We have to find self-love, self-compassion. It doesn't matter who it's from. If it's from family, if it's from friends, co-workers, whatever, you deserve to be treated with respect and with compassion. People should treat you the way that you need to be treated. The way you treat people, that's the way you're going to you should treat yourself. If you're going to sit there and give all this love to somebody and they're not giving it back to you, uh yeah, you got to move on. And I don't care who that person is. I know there's there's people out there that have even family members or even children you know, they have adult children who, call, who don't call, who don't invite them to things, who, you know, they sit there, you know, they look on Instagram and say, oh, look, you know, so-and-so, you know, they're, they're having a great old family time and I wasn't even invited. I know that hurts, but that's not a reflection on you. You can't sit there and say, wow, 
was I really that awful of a parent that my own children don't invite me to things, don't include me in things? No, it's not a reflection on you. It's a reflection on them. You did the best you could raising them. You taught them everything that you thought. Something along the way made them decide, okay, I'm going to be this way. I'm going to treat my parents or my siblings or, or whatever a certain way. But that's, you can't sit there and rack your head over and say, well, why, why, why? It's not you. It's them. You don't de- deserve to be treated that way. doesn't matter. It's your kids. You don't deserve to be treated that way. If your kids are going to be assholes, then let them be assholes and just don't let it affect you because you deserve better. In most cases, a lot of parents gave up their lives for their kids. They did everything in their power to make sure their kids had a good life. And then their kids grow up and, and or take it for granted. So, you know, and it's the same with friends. You know, you may have friends that you do everything for them. And then, again, we'll use Instagram or Facebook, and you look and go, wow, my f- supposedly best friend is out with such and such, and they didn't even call and invite me. What the hell's with that? So you call and you find out, and they give you all these excuses and all these excuses. And it's like, no, there's no excuse. If they really wanted to be with you, they would have. You know, they, they can give you 100 million reasons why. doesn't matter. You deserve to be treated with respect. You deserve to be treated with compassion. And if there's people in your life that are not doing I'm going to keep saying it over and over, then you need to walk away. It doesn't matter if it's a sibling. It doesn't matter if it's a child. It doesn't matter if it's a friend. If it's coworkers or bosses, then you've got to find another job. Somebody that's going to respect you. You know, a lot of children of child abuse, sexual, physical, whatever, there's a shame that we feel for some reason. There, there could be like tons of reasons why we feel kind of ashamed about what happened to us. But if you have compassion, it could counteract the isolation, the stigma, the debilitating poison of shame. You know, we have to get rid of the shame. How do you know you're feeling shame? Okay, well, there's a lot of ways that shame manifests itself. It can cause abuse victims to be critical of self-talk, which is very, I think think everybody who's been to that does that. Uh, You drink a lot of alcohol, you abuse drugs, you have destructive eating patterns, and there's other forms of self-harm. It causes also, shame also causes victims. You develop a victim-like behavior. That's where you expect and accept unacceptable behavior from others because you feel you deserve it. There's a statistic out from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services that says 90% of women in battered women's shelters report having been abused or neglected as children. We feel somehow some stupid way that we deserve it. And it also could cause some abuse victims because they don't deal with it, they become abusive themselves. And the truth is that for former, for most victims of child abuse, shame is likely one of the worst effects of abuse. And I think the best way to counteract all that is compassion, self-compassion, self-love. 
if we start treating ourselves with kindness, support, encouragement, and compassion, it has a huge impact on how our brains, bodies, and general sense of well-being developed. Love and kindness, especially early in life, have such a positive effect in our life. Studies have shown that. And unfortunately, a lot of children from abuse obviously never got all that love and kindness. So we need, if we can't get it from other people, then we not have to give it to ourselves. We have to give ourselves self-compassion, self-love. So here's this questionnaire that I found online. It's from Psychology Today. Um, it's Beverly Engel. She wrote this article. She has this questionnaire that asks, do you suffer from debilitating shame due to childhood abuse? I'm going to put the link of this, of this uh, actually the whole article, I'm going to put a link on there that has the questionnaire on my Facebook and Instagram page so you can check it out yourself. It's a, it's a long questionnaire. It's like 35 questions, so I'm not going to read them all. Uh, I'm just going to read um, a few of them. Do you blame yourself for the abuse you experienced as a child? Do you believe you made it difficult for your parents or others to love you? Do you feel you're basically unlovable? Are you a perfectionist? Do you believe that anyone who likes or loves you has something wrong with them? Do you hate your body? Do you feel ugly inside and out? Do you feel like a failure in life? Are you a people pleaser? Did you or do you feel you deserved the abuse? Do you always blame yourself if something goes wrong in a relationship? Do you feel inferior to or less than other people? Do you neglect your body, your health, or your emotional needs? So those are just some of the questions. And if you answered yes to just a few of them, you may be suffering from debilitating shame. Now there's an exercise also in this article that you can go to and um, It'll help you discover what your primary feeling experiences of shame are. So you may want to want to check that out. They also have an exercise uh, for becoming compassionate towards yourself, which is what I'm talking about right now. Now the benefits, I think, you have to do when you when you do self compassion, you have to truly acknowledge the pain you suffered. You have to take compassion from others. You have to reconnect with yourself including reconnecting with your emotions. Gain an understanding as to why you have acted out in a negative or unhealthy ways. Stop blaming yourself for your victimization. Forgive yourself for the ways you've attempted to cope with the abuse. Learn to deeply be kind towards yourself. Create a nurturing inner voice to replace your critical inner voice and reconnect with others and become less isolated. Now, one of the ways they talk about is how you become more compassionate towards yourself is think about the most compassionate person you have ever known. Someone that was kind, understanding, and supportive. It might have been a teacher, a friend, a friend's parent, a relative. Think how this person conveyed his or her compassion towards you and how you felt in this person's presence. Notice the feelings and sensations that come up with this memory. 
Now, if you can't think of someone in your life who has been compassionate towards you, think of a compassionate public figure or even a fictional character from a book, film, or television. Now, imagine that you have the ability to become as compassionate towards yourself as this person has been towards you. How would you treat yourself if you were feeling overwhelmed with sadness or shame? What kind of words would you use to talk to yourself? That's the goal of self-compassion. Treat yourself the same way the most compassionate person you know would treat you. Talk to yourself in the same loving, kind, supportive ways this compassionate person would talk to you. You deserve to feel self-compassion. You need to deserve self-love. You don't need to keep thinking the negative thoughts. You don't need to keep thinking how worthless you are. You don't need to keep thinking how, how hopeless you are, what a failure you are. You have to stop with all that negative talk because it doesn't allow in the positive. Because you're always thinking the negative, the positive has no way of getting in. If God wants to speak to you, he's not going to be able to speak to you because you got all this negative going on in your head and it can't get through. Or you're not paying attention because you're so focused on the negative. You got to get rid of it. Communicate with somebody you trust. Do whatever it takes, but love yourself. Find that compassion for yourself. And don't let other people treat you the way you feel. Stop that negativity right now. Stop it. Because when you start feeling better about yourself, when you start loving yourself and having more compassion for yourself, those people are going to go away or they're going to change their attitude. There will be a change and it will be for the better. So that's what we all need to do. Compassion. Man, this world needs it so bad right now. But right now, you give yourself the compassion. Love yourself. Let that in. Let it take over. You'll feel so much happier. You'll, you'll feel grounded. You won't feel like you're just out of control. And people will see it in you. And, and like I said, the negative people, the people that are treating you bad, they're going to go away. Or they're going to start treating you different. And sometimes when you stand up for yourself and say, hey, no matter what you think or no matter what I think anymore, because I don't think it anymore, you can't treat me this way anymore. Self-compassion. Compassionate. Be compassionate towards yourself. If you're that way towards others, you deserve it to yourself. And that's what we need to do. For all that negativity, replace it with compassion. Replace it with love. You know, be kind to yourself. Simple as that. Be kind to yourself. And once you start showing yourself some self-compassion, you're not going to start treating yourself bad anymore. You're not going to let other people treat you bad anymore. So it all works out. So take baby steps. We'll all get there. I'm working on it. I know you can work on it too. So thank you for listening to this episode of Sherapy. I hope it, I hope you got something out of it. Um, I would love to hear from you if um, you have any questions about this episode or any episodes or anything in particular. If you want to comment on this episode, you want to share your stories, 
go to my Facebook or Instagram page. There's a link there. Go to it. Leave a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you. And I so, so, so appreciate everybody who takes the time to listen to Sherapy. So until next time, always remember to embrace your voice. See you. Bye. You can find Sherapy with Sherry Todd in your iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or other favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.